0: hi i'm brian levy i'm a partner at manchester living and the host of the manchester living podcast the purpose of the podcast is to help people navigate the complex maze of elder care and there is a lexicon of elder care terms on our website at manchesterliving.com today's new and noteworthy um, was a, a clip that a viewer actually sent me and it just caught my eye and caught my attention i wanted to share it with the viewers today <laughs> and that there my friends is a friendly minder we're all just walking each other home i thought that was beautiful so let's introduce today's guest sandy greenberg registered nurse and director of nursing for manchester care homes and kate marshall certified dementia practitioner Memory Programs Coordinator at Belmont Village Senior Living. Let's jump in today. We are talking about communicating with people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, I saw this this quote, or it's not a quote, but it's an explanation. It says, some call it the long goodbye. A rapidly shrinking brain is how one doctor described it. As the patient's brain slowly dies, they change physically and emotionally. They forget who their loved ones are and become less themselves patients can eventually become bedridden, unable to move, unable to eat or drink or talk to their loved ones. It's an awful disease, but it's our duty and responsibility as caregivers, family, and friends of those suffering to learn how to best communicate with them and meet them where they are. All right. It's a it's a tough subject, and I think it's an important one because families often don't know how to communicate with their loved ones or anybody with dementia. It's um, it's confusing at times. And I remember sitting at one of our care homes um, at breakfast one day, and one of our residents was eating cereal. And he was staring at it so intensely. And I got a little closer, like thinking, well, maybe there's something in there that shouldn't be. And he raised his spoon and he says, aha. And I was waiting and waiting. And he picked up his Cheerio and he looked at me and he says, my cell phone. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, where do I go with this? And I just remembered what you told me is meet them where they are. And so we just had fun with it. And I said, well, we can make calls after after lunch, after breakfast. And so we just went on with our, with our business. So let's talk about the differences between Alzheimer's and dementia. Kate, do you want to take that one? Sure.
1: Um, basically, Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. And you want to think of dementia, some people talk about it like it's an umbrella. Uh, There are over 107 different illnesses that can cause dementia. The reason that it, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's are often just referred to interchangeably is because it is the most common, probably seven out of 10 people with dementia will have Alzheimer's
0: disease. Talk about some of the basics in communicating with somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia. When you walk in the care home, you immediately address people I notice front on. Exactly.
2: Uh, when you're when you're speaking with someone, when you're addressing or going to have any type of conversation with anyone with dementia or Alzheimer's, you never want to approach them from the back. It's frightening to them. Uh, you know, I I always tend to go straight to their right face to face, eye level. I I approach very slowly. Um, I. If they're not sure, they're looking at me like they're not sure who I am, which sometimes happens, I will tell them, I'm Sandy, I'm the nurse, I'm going to be taking care of you. Looks like you're having a wonderful breakfast, and just start to strike up a little bit of a conversation. I never ask them questions. I normally just sort of jump into whatever they would like to discuss at that time.
0: Elaborate that, uh, on the, the, the questions. You don't ask questions. I do not ask questions,
2: and I teach the caregivers the same thing, that when you ask a question to a... To someone with Alzheimer's or, or dementia, pretty advanced. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times, they see a blank slate, and it's scary to them. And they don't know how to answer it, and they want to answer it. So they they just look frightened, and it's a it's a very sad feeling to see that. So I try not to ever ask any type of of a question like, "Do you want to wear the blue shirt or the red shirt?" I'll put both of them out and let them look, and then they can decide. Um, the caregivers, you know, are also instructed to. You know, do not ask them to pick out their own clothes, but encourage them to, you know, find things they'll be comfortable in, um, working with them on their level, um, entering their world and just speaking to them in a way that they can feel comfortable and good about themselves.
0: Great. Mm -hmm. Um, I get I, I get this question often, so I'm going to throw it to you guys. Why does my parent ask the same question or tell the same story over and over oh, and over again? That. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. what do All you right. do with that? Let's yeah, just... Yeah, we've just... for
2: hours about this Right?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, first off, you have to really work on your patient's skills. Because every time they ask that question, you have to react as if it's the first time mm-hmm. they have asked that question. What is going on in the brain? The first thing that's impacted by dementia is the ability to form new memories. So, uh, the further down the road someone gets with dementia, the shorter their period of recall is. So, if I asked you all what you had for lunch yesterday, you'd be able to tell me probably. Maybe, maybe, what,
0: maybe not, probably. right.
1: But if I asked you what you had for lunch two weeks ago on a Tuesday, you would look at me like you are right now. Right. So. That time frame gets shorter and shorter as dementia progresses to the point where people will not remember that they ate five minutes ago and they tell the same story because it's something they're comfortable with or your presence has Mm -hmm. made them think of that. Maybe maybe it's a story they associate with you or it was something that, that did actually happen earlier in the day that made an
0: impact. But it's important to know this affects short-term memory. I had Mm -hmm. a client telling me that in 1936, Mm -hmm. before she went to Hawaii, she went to the dentist and it was raining, but she had a blue dress on. Mm -hmm. Her mom dropped her out front. I mean, this whole story, Mm -hmm. but she didn't know what she had for breakfast.
1: Exactly.
0: That was eye-opening.
1: It's like the layers of an onion. Uh, the memory starts peeling off like the layers of an onion. And you get down to eventually just very long ago memories. So you'll have someone that can tell you all about that, but won't remember something from 20 years ago, perhaps, or definitely not Mm -hmm. from five minutes to an hour So
0: what do you say to the spouse or the adult child who's getting frustrated with Mm -hmm. the repetitive stories and the lack of memory? How do you coach them? I I normally...
2: explain to them just as I would, as I explained to the caregivers and pr- try to practice myself of meeting them right where they are and not mm-hmm. probing into conversations that are going to be confusing to them. And Keeping just, it simple. Just keep it very simple. Um, and if the, if the resident starts to dive, dive deeper into, like you said, their mm-hmm. long-term memory, you can see the family members perk up and they get happy and they're, they're feeling good. But, you, you know, you also want them to understand that this is part of the process. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough I tough think
0: thing. that's challenging for those of us that aren't in the middle mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. disease because we, we, we were taught to be good conversationalists, to mm-hmm. ask questions, mm-hmm. and to really get to know someone to give else. choices. This yes. is the yes. opposite of yes. that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We now have come full circle. Mm-hmm. Great. Hmm. All right. This is a good one because we deal with this often in our care homes, and I know mm-hmm. that you do as well. Why is, Sandy, this one's for you. Why is showering and hygiene such an issue? (laughs) And we talk about, aside from that, hair washing. So
2: That's a great question. Um, One of the first things that the the residents will tell me when they move in is, I don't like to take a shower. I do not want to take a shower. And it's not so imperative that they shower every day. They're not going outside. They're not developing body odor. But of course, we want them to be clean. So um, one of the biggest concerns they have, I think the generation that we're working with right now, these women are used to having their hair done, washed, Mm -hmm. set, in a bowl, you know, with the- At a salon. At a salon Mm -hmm. um, and taking a bath. So it's a, it is a completely and they and they'll tell you you know they don't like the water warm as it as we can make it running down their bodies it doesn't feel good to them mm-hmm. so and it's scary a lot of times they're scared they're scared they're going to fall they're, because they've had a previous fall there's so many different things and you know con- considerations that you need to be taken when just showering somebody that just shows you how one little activity can can escalate mm-hmm. and, and why we need to be so cautious of their, their
1: needs. Sure. Yeah. And then there's the whole modesty and, mm-hmm. and dignity exactly. issue with it right. as well. I mean, you know, you, you may shower in front of your spouse, but, mm-hmm. you but know, if you've ever taken a shower in front of, front of a stranger, a stranger. Right. Right. probably not since you were at camp.
0: Right. at just, it's
1: it just you know. time. It yeah. Is. Yes. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. we, we had a gentleman that just absolutely with a, female caregivers he would not get in the shower. Is this
0: a good example of the time where you give them a choice and say we're going to really need to shower today do you Mm -hmm. want to do it before lunch or this afternoon? The
1: problem Mm -hmm. with that is
2: that they might not remember this afternoon they 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 won't remember that you had that conversation. Mm -hmm. So some, with some people who are not as advanced through the, through the disease process, that can work. But if they're you know pretty advanced in the process, well, depending if they can communicate or not, um, a lot of times we will, I will just come and just say, you know what, that's fine. We're going to try it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or do a very intense bed bath.
0: Yes. with them. Um, you know, <laughs>
2: hair washing, dry shampoos. There are a lot of things we can use now mm-hmm. to keep them clean. So we just, we're, we're, we have to be creative.
0: Sure. And, and I know we're all very respectful of family wishes and we all have uh, different boundaries, if you will. But um, I know at times families are okay with telling, we, we call it a therapeutic lie. Yes. You know, it's kind of like what we do with our kids from time to time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit and how you work with families to determine how to communicate with their loved ones?
2: Therapeutic lies I mean, they they happen quite often in this population, and I let the families know that it's okay, that it's safe, you're in a safe place, the resident is in a safe place, um, and that the goal of this therapeutic fib basically is just to help ease the process and help them get through whatever step it is we're getting or we're working on, whether Mm -hmm. that's eating a meal, um, you know, if they say my meal came from Mars, great. I'll have one of those also, you know? I mean, so I, I tell people at the end of the day that the fact that I can have a conversation right. <laughs> is pretty impressive. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll say, you know, at the end of the day, I got married today. I went to the moon
1: today. Right. I mean, there's lots of things that we do throughout the day as I roam through each each care home. Right. Absolutely. We have a lady that is 100% convinced that we worked on a committee together with the Republican yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, party of dallas county wow. and so uh, you know i i go with that i'm yep. like yeah but you much more important, you were higher up than I right. was. But it, she evaluation. knows that she knows yeah. me. That's her frame of reference because that was a very mm-hmm. big
0: part of her life. So I, I go well, with that that's, exactly. That's we have a we, we have, a, we have a resident from. who's 104, and she's a cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. You know what? Did the Cowboys win? Yes, they won.
2: I like to tell her the truth, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes they won. She gets very <laughs> sad. Um, but uh. that does bring up one, one quick point, and I won't elaborate too much on this. But we have a, a resident who decided that. Our care home is her sorority home.
1: There you go. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you know,
0: (laughs) we just take her. She wants to show you the sorority her 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 room at the sorority house and and, sorority sisters, and it's it's, mm -hmm. it's it was. Fun. But that's a good example of you mm-hmm. meet them where they are. Right, I, just, I mean, it you know. would be real easy to say, oh, come on, you know this in a sorority house th- mm-hmm. and argue with them. That's going to get you nowhere. Mm-hmm. Meet them where mm-hmm. they
1: are. No, Did- I had a lady that uh, was convinced that our building was JCPenney headquarters. Oh, she had been a buyer exactly. for JCPenney. You know she would waltz into my office and she was in mode and she'd be pointing and telling me what to do and call her a car because she needed to go pick up some samples. I would call my cell phone on the Office phone, leave myself a voicemail. Tell her that the phone, the car would be there in ten minutes to pick her up. Was that okay? Yep. Walk out and be there happy. As I just right. want me to just tell
2: this one funny story. I have one resident. She's 102, mm-hmm. and she was an RN, mm-hmm. and. She, I, when she first moved into our home, I, I got to work one day. I walked to the care home. She looked at me. She'd been rounding all the rooms. Uh-huh. She looked at me. She said, thank God you're here. I can go rest now. <laughs> so She took that on as her job. That's you know, her job. she still to yes. this day will tell me how people are doing when I come to the care. Home. Mm-hmm. That's a it.
0: great segue to yeah. the next question, thank you. Discuss some of the tricks and habits related to the disease such as packing, pacing, folding, yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. People remember, whether it's their profession or hobbies or things that mm-hmm. they enjoyed, it's okay to incorporate that in their world today. Mm-hmm. We had a, a gentleman who boxed and well, it's not good to incorporate <laughs> boxing because he did hit, but, but um, tap dancing, golfing, all of his hobbies, mm-hmm. we just incorporated into his world. Mm-hmm. Talk about the folding and the pacing.
2: We had a woman who, uh, we walked into her room one day and she had packed two suitcases in the corner of the room with her bath mat over. And she is a very, very funny conversational woman Mm -hmm. and uh, and we asked her we said oh what's what's going on over here she goes oh I'm just packing later I'm going to San Francisco because she's from San Francisco Mm -hmm. I said okay great I said well in the meantime will you come out and have lunch with everybody she says of course hops up gets in her Mm -hmm. chair and comes on out never remember I mean Mm -hmm. you know and I offered I said when you're ready to put your things away just let me know Mm -hmm.
0: so So you don't call them out on it you don't embarrass them you don't ask them what are you doing you're not going to San Francisco you live here Mm -hmm. just go along with it absolutely (laughs) When there's confusion and discussion about visiting family members, and they the family members come in, and then their their loved ones are talking about somebody who clearly died 30 years ago, mm-hmm. what do you say to them that doesn't make them feel bad? That's not going to call. That, that's not going to trigger them. How do you address those things?
2: I have different
1: methods, but you go ahead and talk. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, Kate, please. Hey, you
1: talk about that person as if mm-hmm. they're alive, because mm-hmm. to your loved one they are, and. You, know, you can lead the conversation in many directions, but uh, you know
0: what did you like to do with them? Is right, there a right, funny
1: right. story? What uh, you know, tell me about
0: that. So the and advice it, to the family is join that conversation. Join Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Again, Absolutely. Absolutely. Enter, you enter have, their world.
0: Enter their yeah, world. Enter their do you have the story about world. the gentleman who lost his wife? We had a
2: couple living mm-hmm. with us, and um, and the wife did pass away. I it was during COVID, so I was serving as the hospice nurse. I was there all night with them, and. Um, and when he woke up, his kids were there, mm-hmm. and uh, and I explained to them, you know, how do you how would you like to tell your father? Mm-hmm. And so they told him. I walked away, and they told him, and he was like, hmm, okay. And then he went out and had breakfast. Mm-hmm. And to this day, he'll still once in a while. I'll say I'll say, hi, Richard. What are you doing? Every know what's it for breakfast, and he'll tell me. And then he um, he'll he'll say to me, oh, I'm just waiting for my wife. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll say her name to wake up. And I'll say, okay, well, we'll go back and check, you know, when we're, when we're finished eating. Mm-hmm. And and then he looks across the table at the woman he has a big crush on. <laughs> so
1: I think he completely plans. Right. So you just, you just move on. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. We, we mm-hmm. have a lady whose husband passed away about two years ago mm-hmm. and they were actually living in different areas of the building at the time. He was in memory care. Mm-hmm. She wasn't mm-hmm. and she is and she will often be walking down the hall to what was his room. I've got to go visit him oh, yes. mm-hmm. and. And we'll tell her, you know, he's taking a nap right now. Do you want to, you know, why don't you come over here with mm-hmm. me and have a cup Therapeutic of tea for line. a moment? Yeah. Right. Yeah. She was at the funeral. She no longer mm-hmm. remembers it. Right. But you have to ask yourself, what's your goal? If telling them, like, you know, and it just kills me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes family members will be like, oh, you know, so-and-so died 10 years right. ago. Right, right. They go through well, that whole thing. Right. over for and over again. Yes. It's, it's, Yeah.
0: That's not what we want to do. I'm often asked by families what activities they should be doing with their loved ones, because they're not used to interacting with them at this level. Mm-hmm. What, this is a challenge. It, it is a challenge. a challenge, and obviously, it's it individual. depends on
2: what level they, their loved one is, you know, is experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are pretty lucid and able to still get up and talk and do things, um, I had one the other day. I said, you know what? Why don't you bring some nail polish and nail file do your nails. And I wasn't even thinking along those lines. And she, she called me and she said, oh my God, that's a great idea. I'm always looking for things to do with my mom when I'm there. And then she sent me a text after and said, perfect. We, had, we spent a good 45 minutes I was able to talk with her while I'm painting her nails, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I'll tell them also, you know, any type of engagement, a shoulder massage, brushing their hair, touching them, looking them in the eye, holding their hands. This is
0: engagement, and this is what they need. This sure. is what they crave. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed there are a lot of photo albums floating around our care homes. Mm-hmm. People bring photos, and it's just fun to just go through them, and every once in a while, it'll spark a memory, and they'll start talking about a photo, mm-hmm. and like we talked about earlier, they'll remember everything about it, and you're mm-hmm. like, how in the world right. do you remember? but mm-hmm. it's, it's very specific. Very specific. Sure. How should a family member or caregiver deal with someone who is angry or exhibiting inappropriate behavior? Also, why is it often sexual? Kate, you want to <laughs> tackle this? Oh, you give me Firm that one.
1: one. You start. And
0: we'll let Sandy finish.
1: See if I can like chiming in. Okay. Why is it often sexual? I'll just go to that first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sex is a, basic human drive, and let's face it, it feels good it's why we have
0: billions of people on the
1: face of right. the planet. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> but so that's part of losing the filter. It's on their mind. Exactly. We know that we're not going to talk yes. about it in Whole Foods, mm-hmm. but for them, don't talk about it anywhere, anytime.
1: Anything is fair game. You you lose the filter. Uh, you'll say things that could be very uncomfortable for other people or do things mm-hmm. that can be very uncomfortable right. for other people. Also lose the ability to read social cues, right. like yeah, the horrified look on someone's right. face, like, Oh no! Please don't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, they're just expressing what we're all thinking, but the rest of us are able to maybe suppress that mm-hmm. or Sometimes. or channel <laughs> it, channel it into more appropriate time and place. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you cannot ever respond with that look of horror. <laughs> Or, you can't do that. What do you do? What's wrong with you? Right. Because the person's dignity is extremely important. And they are still that same person mm-hmm. inside. They're just not able to express that the way that they used to be able to. And we talk a lot about redirecting. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, you know kind of a clinical way of saying, let's distract them or channel their interest into yeah. something yeah, else. Exactly. And you would respond the same way if you... Catch your kids playing doctor, right. you know, be like, oh, hey. yeah, yeah, I see you're very curious. Mm-hmm. Let's yes. read this book, yes. right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Here, let's go over let's, here and yeah. you know, have so some cookies and milk. Let's go see yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from the sexual aspect, what do you do when they're aggressive? This is a time to redirect. And mm-hmm. Sandy, how do you address? How do you address that?
2: Aggression is a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. It depends on the situation and. How involved our caregivers are able to engage, you know, how much they are able to engage while they're taking care of other residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to intervene every time there becomes any type of aggression, aggressive situation, um, redirecting as best you can. At some mm-hmm. point, sometimes we have to call in extra help. Um, just go from there. It just depends on the situation. I yeah. I, I can't, yeah. it's very yeah. hard to pinpoint it, it, them. Because each really, one, each situation is so a little different. Yes. But yep. you have yes. to. Keeping them safe. Yes. Keeping the other residents safe. And keeping safe. everyone else. Yes. 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 And that, I mean, you know, and many times I will have to physically like really push them along to their room mm-hmm. with their walker and, and sit down and just, you know, here's a glass of water. Let's just take a deep breath mm-hmm. and just. Just a yeah, reset. Yeah. Try to and reset, mm-hmm. redirect, Yeah, um, yes. you know, and if they have their own private duty caregiver, that usually helps. And depending, I mean, then you hit the whole medication situation. Right. Depending on what they have on board, what we can give, what we can give and and
1: monitor.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and as their volume goes up, yours Mm -hmm. needs to go down. Exactly. You have to, you don't rise to the occasion. You have to lower to the occasion. There is a, right. right. Your, your voice lowers, your your tone of voice has to be very calm. You also don't want to get right in their face immediately yeah. because that can feel very Intimidating. invasive, right. very threatening, mm-hmm. very aggressive. Yeah. So you back up a little. I'll do things like clasp my hands mm-hmm. together. So I'm not, because I do tend to talk with them. So I, I make it obvious that I'm right. not threatening. Apologize. I apologize all the time for mm-hmm. things I haven't done and our staff hasn't done, mm-hmm. but... I'm so sorry. I had no idea that that, that was going it just on. just Quells the situation. Yes, yeah. and as your volume lowers and your manner is very calm, mm-hmm. uh, people often they feed tend off to of that. yeah they Absolutely. feed off of it. They right. mirror what you're doing. Right. And Giving them oh my goodness, yes. let's go talk about mm-hmm. this. Come tell me and. Sometimes our, our caregivers will feel like I'm believing everything I'm being told mm-hmm. and, and always, I always have to reassure them, no, I'm just
0: diffusing the situation.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: We have a, a family who questioned me um, recently. Their, the, the mother mm-hmm. picked up the house phone and called her mm-hmm. home to talk to the family. And they, they said to me, well, if she picked up the phone and she dialed our number, she must be getting right. better. Sandy, how do you address I, that?
2: I I just had to explain to them they have moments mm-hmm. that you know she might remember the phone number, mm-hmm. but she if she walked outside, she wouldn't have any idea where she is or mm-hmm. where to go or how to be safe. Mm-hmm. So you know we just we take it back to the core of safety mm-hmm. and and health and an environment and the, the place to keep them with their are
0: right. And I think the main takeaway on that is. There is no cure and they're not no, getting better. They the may have a bright thing. moment. It
2: is right, right, right. That, that's and it's a tragic a, thing. It's a it's hard story to have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Know, it is a,
1: a progressive conversation. conversation.
0: The golden question from families, Are you ready for this one? This one breaks my heart. <laughs> How do I deal with the guilt I feel? Oh. Sandy, what do you what do you say to families?
2: Well, I don't want I I don't want the families to ever feel guilt. Um, they are so worried about their loved one and what's going to happen to them next, and you know, why can't they remember things? And again, I, I give, I do provide a lot of resources, educational resources to them, and and try to explain to them that you know, this is just part of the process. And mm-hmm. to... <laughs> yeah, sure,
1: and, and, and
0: support <laughs> groups support and all the one, other yeah, resources groups. that are yes. out there, right. seek them all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, mm-hmm. and you, you do the best that you can with mm-hmm. the knowledge that you have exactly. at that moment. Mm-hmm. So many families will say, oh, gosh, now that I know something, I realize this was going on years ago. Exactly. And I feel, yes. and sometimes they'll bring up something that five years before in a way that they responded that they would not now. And they're like, oh, gosh, I feel so bad about that still. That mm-hmm. haunts me at mm-hmm. night. I hear that a lot. You, you do the best with knowledge at that point yeah. and, and the fact you've taken steps mm-hmm. to get your parent to or other place, loved one to a, to a, a place, place where yes. they're safe and yeah. with others that's
2: the,
0: and that's part of the
2: i do, I do, do. provide educational resources all the time as i'm sure you oh, do yeah. as well and they love that
0: yeah and 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 th- really there's two parts to the guilt there's the guilt of i promised mom i'd never put her in oh, yeah. a mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. Uh-huh. you know because that generation is mm-hmm. there that, that was the home mm-hmm. and the other part is leaving them there knowing mm-hmm. that they're separated and they can no longer age in place at home.
2: And I think part of, you know, part of that also is is letting the families realize, you know, letting them observe the caregivers with their loved ones, mm-hmm. all of us, have, and how we interact with them, and that sets their mind at ease usually mm-hmm. just
0: very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mom is safe. Mom is healthy. Mm-hmm. Mom is doing well. Mm-hmm. And of course, the families are going to come, and Mom's going to tell them all the bad things. The meatballs were mm-hmm. cold, and they wanted to shower me with cold water, and all these bad things. <laughs> but the minute they leave, Mom's having the time of her life. But they'll never. But they'll, never, yeah, but they'll yeah, never believe that, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I think it's
1: important too, though, to communicate with families. Course. I send yeah. photos a lot. We do too. I text a lot. Right. I share stories. Exactly. And there'll be things like what. I've not talked to me Mm -hmm. about that in years. I'm like, well, I was here at that moment. And when those connections fire and they, can dial that phone exactly. number or whatever. I, I refer to those as moments of grace. And the picture, sending yeah. pictures and texts mm-hmm. and stories has been a life change
2: for everybody. Yeah, I mean, with this technology that we can do that, and it's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. families it can is. actually see and it the, in action. And videos, they can—I love to send videos, like little mm-hmm. video clips. And mm-hmm. they can
0: feel comfortable, mm-hmm. be, whether being at home or traveling or going along with their lives, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that mom, mom or dad, are, they're Children's okay. Day. Exactly. I
1: have a 98-year-old World War II fighter pilot. And, uh, he, we, we brought him to the veterans day lunch. And Mm -hmm. we had an entertainer who was singing patriotic songs. And I got about 15 seconds of video of him singing God bless America with her. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Not a dry eye. (laughs) (laughs) Sent it to his son who was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen dad sing in years. And, you know, but that sparked that in that Mm -hmm. moment. Right. Love that. That's a beautiful.
0: Thank you guys for sharing all of this with, with, uh, with listeners. This is really important information. Okay, let's move on to the nugget portion of the show. Uh, football <laughs> coach cancels weightlifting practice, tells them to trade their weights for shovels and clear driveways for those in need. I think this is great. It's a great, I tip my hat to you, Coach Delano in Pennsylvania for turning a negative into a positive and paying it forward to help the elderly community and those in need. Good on you. That was fabulous. All right. On to the lightning round. This is a good opportunity for the viewers to get to know you guys personally without talking clinical. So, real quick. Kate, junk food or health nut? Junk food. Health nut. Mm-hmm. Um, do you wash your hands or sanitize your hands? Wash them. Wash. Soap and water, I know. Movies, front row, middle, or back? Middle. Front row. Childhood nickname? Sand. <laughs> wow, that's... Childhood nickname, (laughs) Kate? Tootie. Tootie. All right. Viewers remember that. Um, Favorite season, Kate? Fall. Ever lived abroad? Yes. Yes. No. Mac or PC? PC. Mac or PC? PC. First celebrity crush? Davy Jones. I thought you were going to say (laughs) mine. Sandy? David
2: Cassidy. (laughs) That was my second. (laughs)
0: Kate, can you drive a stick shift car? Yes. Sandy, yes. yes. Kate, mountains or beach? Mountains, beach. Shop local or Amazon? Local. Local. Bank. Both. <laughs> Click. Kate, cake or pie? Pie. Cake. Proudest career accomplishment? It was in the Army, actually. Wow.
1: Uh, yeah, so I... Uh, Basically my unit was mobilized during Bosnia and we took everybody over and brought everyone back.
0: Wonderful. Sandy Proudest Career Accomplishment.
1: Um, a recent recently
2: being
0: published mm. in a journal of American medicine. That's a big deal. <laughs> oh, <yes>. say, <laughs> yes. Journal of America. No,
1: it's, that's not
0: how you say it. <laughs> Kate, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Choose family over work.
0: Wow. Sandy. I agree with Kate. You're going to go with that? hmm Beautiful. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, expertise, and insight. If viewers are looking to find you, what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: uh probably my email which is very long but
0: it's we'll put it up on the screen okay
1: it's k marshall at belmontvillage.com
0: fantastic sandy best way for viewers to reach you
1: email as well sandy at
0: great you can find this podcast and other uh past episodes online at facebook youtube itunes or wherever else you get your social media in closing Thank you for listening today. If there's anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to me directly.